Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the facets of a magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. And I'm here to talk about the next barrier in Roblox to our own soul progress, our advancement, our evolution of our soul. And it is so subtle that before you know it, we're experiencing it and maybe being detached from it. And it's similar, but a little bit different from the episode 23 when I talked about creeping condemnation. And the common word here is creeping. And so this creeping aspect is what I'm going to talk about in the next barrier roadblock. And that is creeping callousness. Yes, creeping callousness. I want to bring this to your attention because of this whole aspect of creeping. It is so slow as similar to creeping condemnation. But this creeping aspect of callousness is so subtle and slow that it's imperceptible. It's moving like at a snail's pace. And you might say, when you think about creeping, Sometimes you think about Halloween and the kind of the, the movies and the shows that have this creepiness to them. Um, and then you to maybe think about a plant like an ivy and it's growing and creeping up the, um, the side of a wall or a house and that's taking place. But usually this creeping energy is negative. It has a negative connotation. And it's not necessarily any way helping with this next barrier that I'm talking about in terms of callousness. So let's just talk about the creeping aspect a little bit more first. Because what we're talking about that is so imperceptible that you can't necessarily know that it's, it's kind of moving forward because it is. And maybe under the microscope, you can see it moving and expanding. But this energy is so slow that it may happen to us. This creeping aspect of moving into callousness may happen because of a situation or a circumstance or a person or event that created some level of frustration or some level of anger or disbelief or hurt. And when I talk about disbelief, I'm talking about a quality of being shocked by something that may have happened to us that we didn't think it was going to be coming from that person. It was kind of a, a, what is that word when they say that it came out of the blue or it came around the corner. You didn't see what was around the corner and and it came out and that situation uh, that was hurtful or created disbelief um, for you. We don't realize it kind of, when it does that, it creates this numbing in ourselves 
because we're trying to numb against the pain or the disappointment or the hurt that is being done because there is some level at our own inner being. We know that sometimes these issues that are happening in our life through other people or other events or circumstances that we find that they are creating this uh, death by a thousand slashes that is creating hurt by thousand slashes. So it's not one particular situation, but it'd be a, a, a multiple situations that is creating this slow movement to become more disconnected or, or not attached to our feelings. And so it can be anything, something, for example, when you have a boss uh, who is always quick to tell you what you're doing wrong, and especially in front of your peers or in meetings that is happening. So they're quick to tell you, you know, what you're not doing right or uh, what you're doing wrong in front of other people, which can create this embarrassment. And so what you end up doing is you might be saying, well, it's not going to affect me. It's not going to bother me. But this has been happening for two years. And it seems like it's not going to be letting up at any time. So then we move ourselves into saying, I don't care. I'm just doing my job. And that's fine. But in the same, at some way that I don't care, actually, and we may add to that, at least I'm getting a paycheck, at least I'm employed. Yes, that helps maybe in coping for a period of time, but we don't realize that it's having an impact upon our feeling nature and why we're slowly getting un unattached, just detached from the situation to protect ourselves. I get it. We want to protect ourselves. Or it could be with the spouse who is quick to uh, monitor what you're eating and what you're saying and what you're doing. You may say, you know, that that feels very constrictive and it feels like I can't be myself and I can't express myself. So we dull our feelings about what's happening to us because in our mind, we rationalize, at least I'm in a relationship. You know, at least I have a companion. Even though that companion is not very constructive, maybe to your own uh, well-being and your greater sense of the goodness of who you really are. So, but you stay in that relationship and you stay in those particular situations because you believe that we have something better than nothing in the relationship. But I like to challenge that a little bit and say, is that really true? If you're in a relationship that's creating this creeping callousness in terms of how you feel about what is being said to you or done to you, is it a good situation to be in? And it may not be. And most likely it isn't. And are there other ways of, of coping with those situations, which I'm going to get to in a little bit in terms of when I talk about the soul and its impact upon the soul. This creeping uh, callousness um, is so subtle, as I was saying, or sometimes it can be very overt as well. But what the quality is, what the issue is, is disconnects us because we don't want to feel discomfort. We don't want to feel awkward and we don't want to feel a sense of embarrassment. So it's this invisible process that's taking place that's moving us and through this disconnection of um, these events or situations or people that are happening to us that hurt us in some way or make us feel uncomfortable or discomforted in some ways. It moves us into this insensitivity. We're not even realizing it. It moves us into being insensitive to how we really feel because how we feel we don't like and therefore we disconnect from it. It moves us into maybe being indifferent or unkind 
and to ourselves or to others that we're, you know, we become more critical of ourselves. Just as the person externally to us is being critical to us, we can internally be now take that in and be critical to ourselves. I'm to this, or I'm to that, or I could have said that differently, I could have said that better, uh, on and on and on and on that goes on. And even to sometimes developing, if this is continuously going on, that as I said, death by a thousand slashes, and this in this interpretation is by a thousand slashes, we get more callous, we get more insensitive, that it can over time, and that time frame is going to be different for each person, moves us into hardness of heart, moving us into that callousness. Like we're putting on armor or heart shell over our heart to try to protect it from that boss who is being negative or persistently throwing arrows at us for um, the work that we're doing, which is he can't or she can't say it wasn't quality work. It's as if they're nitpicking for some reason, you know, at our work that we're doing. Or it may be from a colleague, or it may be, you know, from that relationship I talked about before, earlier, that you're staying in the situation because of you feel like you don't want to be alone. But these arrows that are coming our way, that are creating pain and disappointment and hurt from what other people are saying to us, it has an impact on us. So the statement, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And I think I've said this before, words do have power, words do harm us. And we have to learn how to know to how to protect ourselves besides getting a hardness of heart or putting a shell around ourselves or disengaging from, or better yet, shutting us down uh, to, to the greatness and expressing the things that we need to express. But then, as I was saying earlier, this rationale that comes in our mind for staying in this situation is because at least we have someone or at least we have a good income coming in. And all that may be true, but is there another way that you can deal with these types of situations that are coming up so it, it has less impact upon your soul evolution and gives you greater wisdom to know how you need to navigate in the situation because you stay in contact with your soul as opposed to walling off your soul. And one of the avenues of your soul expression is through your heart. So if we have a hardness of heart or we're experiencing kind of a shell that's placed around us as a protective shell, then we actually have walled off ourselves from our soul. Have you thought about that? We've walled ourselves off from our soul. Our soul needs a degree of sensitivity. It speaks through that degree of sensitivity that is within us. Be it male, female, it doesn't matter. The soul is sensitive. And it needs, we need to be able to hear our soul so that we can be able to be directed in a divine way. I'll talk more about that in a minute. I've been thinking about are there potential stages to this creeping callousness? What do you think? 
are there stages that happens to us? And just for food for thought, I've been thinking about that. And you can add or subtract uh, uh, from what I'm thinking about in terms of these particular stages that happen with creeping callousness. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I think there are stages. So the, the first stage in this creeping callousness is getting to what I want to call as the dazed phase. The d being dazed by this situation or the person or the uh, circumstances that you seem to have happened to you or you find yourself in. You're dazed by why this person said what they said or why they're doing what they're doing. And you may um, sigh more. Um, and you may, you know, talk with others about this, you know, on the phone with friends and you start complaining about this bad behavior, your boss or the bad behavior and the relationship that you find yourself in, uh, and this criticalness that people, these individual circumstances are putting before you. So that's one thing that may happen. Or it can be even with a challenging um, teacher in a school that you're in and you're finding that the teacher is, seems like they're honing in on you uh, in, in a negative way and you can't understand. So you're dazed by it. You're just like, what's going on here? What's, what's happening? Um, why are they singling me out? And this may occur, you know, for a good length of time. And so in that process, of it happening, it may then move you into getting tired. This is the next phase. Feeling weary, you know, about this. So you move from days, and then because of the uh, frequency and the, uh, uh, the prolongedness of this happening to you, it's now moving you into this whole tired, weary type of feeling that you're just tired that it's happening. And it's creating some distress in your life. And then we head into the third phase, which I call numbing phase. And that numbing, you're trying to convince yourself that I just kind of kind of step back and don't let this bother me. You move into being just more detached from the discomfort of the pain that you're finding that's happening to you in your particular situation at work or at home. And, and in that process of numbing, that's when, as we're numbing ourselves, we are, don't realize that it is creating now a barrier to our soul evolution. That it is um, creating a distancing that we're putting on our, on our, feeling nature and that distancing that we're putting and not trying to feel how we've this about the situation and it may not just be one situation that this is happening in it may be several situations that you're finding that you're in a cycle of handling handle these discomforting painful types of people or circumstances or situations or experiences at home or at work or in your own expectations of how you thought you did in a particular um, uh, work project or how you particularly did in a social gathering. And so you may be very pained by not liking how you did 
And so we start revolving in our minds and we start thinking about it. And then that also leads us to develop this creeping callousness to ourselves because we don't want to feel pain. So we try to remove how we feel from the situation. And that's where the, I don't care. It really doesn't matter. Or, you know, it's, it's just what it is. It's kind of the more attitudes that we take on with this. So that numbing, you know, that's happening, maybe the frequency is less or it's maybe more or whatever, but over time, it just leaves us to the force phase. And that is freezing. Freezing ourselves and our sensitivity, just like an ice cube. So we're frozen like an ice cube in that situation as a way of walling ourselves off. As I said earlier, creating the hardness of heart or the numbing, moving into freezing the whole situation in terms of in our, our emotional nature. So we have these ice cubes of situations that are taking place uh, and creating in this creeping way, callousness and a barrier to how we feel about things. So when we're asked about how you feel about blah, 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 you just can't quite know how you feel. And instead, what we usually feel are those strong emotions, not those more sensitive emotions. We may be strong when we're angry or we're resentful or when we dislike something strongly. We know those particular feelings, but the more subtle feelings, we may not be able to identify because we have these ice cubes that are taking and occupying space within our minds and our hearts and our consciousness and being in a world. This becomes unknowingly to us an invisible roadblock to your soul's progress. And we have to be aware that life experiences will happen to us Things will not go well at times. Things will go superb at other times. Uh, in that when things are not going the way we'd like them to go, how do we manage it? How do we not shut ourselves down? Or if you're going to have to shut yourself down, just do it, know it and do it consciously, intentionally, and remove yourself and take some time to reflect and think about what's happening. But you're thinking about it with the soul in mind. And remember, as I've been saying through this series, the soul and this podcast, the soul is the substance of your life. It's the substance that you want to protect. You do want to guard it. You do want to love your soul. And you do want to be in communion and asking yourself more questions that allows your soul to be able to give you a response to the situations. So the situation with your boss, who is maybe jealous of how well you do at work, or jealous that you're able to communicate and express yourself so well, and the way in which that jealousy is showing itself is through the this situation of being critical of you, or uh, having to correct you in some ways. Now, you ask, you always have heard, you have no control over what another person does, but you do have control of what you do. Have you ever thought about this formula that I'm going to give to you? And it's called ask. First and foremost, when you're dealing with these types of situations, 
you want to acknowledge that this is painful and it's hurtful, but you're not going to get into complaining about it. And you're just acknowledging that it is what it is. So that's the A. And then you want to seek perspective. And that's the S. Seek perspective. And that seeking a perspective is from the higher path, the higher self. You want to ask your inner self, so what do I need to do in this situation? Help me to know when to speak and when to be silent. Help me to see whether this situation is something that I can creatively do something about or have a conversation to the other person about, especially if it's a personal relationship that you're involved in. And so the A, acknowledge. The S is to seek perspective. And the K is knowing of your inner self, your higher self, your soul self, your Christic nature that you're aspiring to be. And in that Christ-like way, you are asking for guidance about what do you need to do to protect yourself? What do you need to do to manage the particular situation that you find yourself in? So it's this reflective time that you've heard me talk about periodically throughout the episodes, that in that reflective time, we are now going in that to that space that is a quiet space, a meditative space, if you meditate, and we're asking now for guidance to help us. And when we can quiet ourselves down, quiet our mind down, and know that we've been having these ongoing interactions or communications with our inner self, our soul self, we will get the prompting of what we need to do. We will know that maybe this particular person who's being so negative to us, sometimes we need to make a comment to acknowledge that this person is what they're saying. It's, for example, you may have to say, I'm trying to um, get a better understanding about what it is that you find um, that I'm not doing to your liking and and see what the person says. And this is done, you know, behind closed doors in a one-on-one. It does take courage for you to be able to ask the, that particular type of question. But sometimes our inner self, but not sometimes, but many times, our inner self, when we have developed and cultivated that awareness of the soul that exists within us, that substance of our life, it will tell us, it will help us to say what we need to say. It will tell you sometimes, no, you don't want to say that. Just say this. It may be, and that may be, um, I'm hearing that you're not liking my work on this particular project and you want me to do more of this and see. And the person may say yes or no. And then once you get that guidance, then you may say, is there something that's happening that I feel that you tend to be more critical of what I have to say? Is there a reason for that? Or is there something else that's going on that I can do to make our relationship better? See what the person says. But you're also, you're, you're doing it behind one-on-one closed doors. You're not doing it in front of everyone because you don't want to do the same thing that you're not, not, you're not liking that is being done to you in a public way. So you're trying to do it more in a private way. And this is where that ask comes in. So you're asking the question more. You're acknowledging to your own self what is taking place. You are um, seeking a perspective 
by this asking about what's going on internally, your own perspective about it, as well as the other person's perspective about it. And then the K is knowing that you're asking for higher guidance in the situation. You're not just being trying to do what you see in front of you. Because sometimes when you're asking for greater guidance, you get greater inspiration about some things that may be taking place that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise because there is that sixth sense. And that sixth sense is the soul's sense that is trying to prompt you and help you in some particular way. But our I perspective, I mean, in terms of our, our perspective is always moving from a uh, higher awareness, a higher sense that I'm in this particular situation and I'm going to use it as a way to try to teach me or guide me or help me to understand something about myself, about the situation or about the person. So I'm going to use it in a higher way and not see it just as a form of attack, which is the lower path that happens with the ego persona. And the ego persona, when it feels attacked, it wants to attack back. It wants to complain. It wants to say, woe is me. It wants to kind of go on the pity party path. And it's like, no, I don't need to do that. And instead, by me asking my inner self what needs to be done here, and then being able to try to express my thoughts and feelings about the situation and see how the person takes it, is the path that I want to walk on. But we have to also be aware of the fact that people have free will. They have free will. So we can do our best. And that's what God, the angels, the masters are saying. We do our best. We got to let go of the rest. We, if this person is not receptive to what we want to say on in the relationship or at work, then we have to give them the free will. But then we have to also make choices where we are and what we want to do in order to preserve our inner harmony, our inner peace. But it's not to cut ourselves off through this creeping callousness. We don't want to get callous in order as a protective measure and therefore walling off again the essence, the substance of our life, which is our soul. The soul communicates to us through the sensitivities, subtle sensitivities, and through, as you helped me say this on time and time again, quietness, quiet time, still time, so that we can be, we can be able to hear and listen to what is being asked. Now, does this take a lot of time? No, it, it doesn't. Actually, the more that we build the momentum up at taking spaces and periods of time just to ask ourselves questions and then be able to listen for the answer, it builds up a momentum uh, and allows us to move towards mastery of being able to be in contact with our inner self in a positive and quick response. Because sometimes your inner self will quickly say, don't say anything. It's not worth it right now. It's not worth that. You know, expend that energy. Hold. There'll be a better time to make a comment. But what we're learning to do through the experience that's coming into our life is gain greater self-mastery of our emotions and our reactions. That's sometimes what the greater view is, is, is that whatever experience this is coming into us, what is the teachable moment? What can we learn from it? How can we grow? How can we advance? How can we maintain our harmony? How can we maintain our peace? And if we get off the wagon of harmony, how do we get back on the wagon? 
of like, we fall off the horse, you know, because we get angry and frustrated and annoyed. It's like, no, that's not the direction I want to move in. Get back on the horse and move in the direction that you want to move in. That is what we're trying to do in knowing that those who are walking a spiritual path, every situation that is coming into our lives are trying to teach us about something, trying to help us to see what choices you want to make. And through those choices, how are you going to grow from that and help the soul and be always in contact with that soul evolution, the soul advancement for ourselves, knowing that our goal is connection with the Christ, the Christic energies, the Christic qualities of what Jesus came to show us and how to walk that path in a greater, higher, and more consistent way. Because ultimately, he said, this is the one quality that we're all trying to learn, and that is the quality of love. That is the quality of love. And secondarily, it's the quality of peace. Doesn't mean that we don't protect ourselves in the appropriate way, but it does mean that we are trying to gain greater mastery internally through these situations that are happening to us. And I'll talk more about this in the future with other episodes that we'll have here and talking about barriers and roadblocks to soul progress. So what do you think? Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.